The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire. People with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds on LinkedIn. And why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team and get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saint sincerity and stupidity. It's out on the field and is doing like weird thumb stretches and on national television and looking like a, a goddamn weirdo. This guy is not. Got way too excited there. This guy's not going anywhere. People in your house again that you don't know who they are. Yeah. And now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, everybody, welcome to a Easter edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. Uh, Dave, Andrew, how did Easter go today? How, did, you, uh, did you survive with the Easter slash quarantine slash no sports to watch? No church. Yay! <laughs> You're going to hell for that. Uh, you got to yeah, – Dave, you you're really ex- you're you're really excited about that avoiding church. Hell yeah! <laughs> now, did you watch it on TV? We did not. Ooh. Oh, see, you're 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 a worse Catholic than me. Border borderline satanic. Borderline. We we watched Jesus Christ Superstar, <laughs> the live action John Legend version. John Legend. He's. Does that count? We might. So in some quarters it does. Not. Uh, not to, um, not for my wife who dutifully watches church on her laptop every single Sunday of quarantine because she's that good of a Catholic. Um, so I don't know how to transition into uh, from all uh, into awkward or out of awkward, uh, topics. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Many of you have been, uh, wondering about Kevin's father he did not make it because of the coronavirus. He passed away 
this past week and it sucks and I don't know really what to say about it except that uh, my heart breaks for Kevin. Kevin and me, we started this podcast forever and Kevin is my guy and he brings all the energy to this podcast. I feel like when he's not here, it's not as fun because he takes Saints in a ridiculous way that I just love so much and I've been I've talked to him on the phone a couple of times and he's just devastated and I wish I had better advice for him because my father passed away and it just sucks and it stays with you forever. Um, and this whole Corona thing, it just, it's awful guys because, you know, Kevin was asking me questions about it and my father died and it was sudden, but at least I had like normal ways to like mourn. It's like, okay, we got a funeral plan. We got this to do. I got to do a eulogy. I got to do this. Like coronavirus, it's like you have a funeral. It's like eight people. No one can go. It's just, it's just awful in every sense of the word. So if you guys want to say anything, if you do say it now, if you don't, well, I'll make another awkward transition. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's well said, Ralph. Um, You know, uh, only uh, would add that uh, we've been doing this long enough uh, and it's always been about not not about us. It's been about our listeners and our fans and our patrons. And, um, you know, we've we've built a nice little community here. And so. you know, that's what it's been all about for us, I know. And uh, obviously, Kevin is one of our own. So, uh, Kevin, we love you, man. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, we're all here for you. And to the extent that he's going to keep doing this podcast, I assume he will. Um, it'll be therapeutic. And, you know, I'd encourage any of you that want to reach out to Kevin to do so. He's uh, he's a thoughtful guy. And he's not one of these kind of people that retreat and, and goes dark. Um, you know, he's, he, he likes to talk things out. He likes to, he likes the banter and that's not going to change. So, um, I know he appreciates the messages that you guys have sent him already and, uh, don't, don't feel like you shouldn't. Dave. Um, I don't have anything to add to that. Really, you guys said it very well. Uh, obviously, um, I, I think Kevin may be joining us on the show. I um, think so. I'm trying to call him now. Um, but uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, my condolences to Kevin and his whole family. And uh, I have not had to go through something like that. Uh, so I can't there. begin to imagine uh, what that's like. All right, this is like one of the most awkward things in the show. Kevin is joining us. It would be normally we would make fun of him for showing up late, but we're not going to do that, Kevin, today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, we I were thought, just I thought there was Dave saying, you know, just the tail end of that. So I have no idea what it was. No, so we, we were just we were just talking about you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And normal the the normal things we say about you we put on hold. Uh, we, normally we trash you and and tell the people how terrible you are. No, we were just just Still kidding. Can. <laughs> we can no. We were just yeah. saying okay. that he might be good right about now. Well, no, I was just gonna I was just gonna say that I do appreciate the fact that as as hard a difficult time as you are having, you are still producing quality Twitter jokes and content at all hours of the night. Well, yeah, because, you know, uh, sleeping like four hours uh, in the evening or sleeping four hours a night allows me to uh, fire off a couple of good Brandon Cooks jokes at uh, 3 a.m. 
on a, better, a on a Thursday or whatever the hell. So Kevin, it's a better use of your time than me. In two thousand nine, I was watching Cleveland Brown football games. Yeah, I know. You told me. That, I tell you what, you told me that, and I got to be honest. I think I started to feel bad for you. We got to hit pause on my. We got to hit pause on my. Uh, you know, personal anguish for a second. Well, this man was fucking analyzing Brown's footage. Two thousand nine, man. I wa- Not only that, I went. I started. I start. I would watch it. And then, like, I couldn't go to sleep, so I watched it again. So, like, if if you have like serious yeah. questions about the, you, you were at a dark place. I bro. was. Well, my dad, my dad's gone. I can't sleep. I didn't like. I, I was with my wife, my wife currently for a while, but I didn't want to be like. I didn't want to call her at like three in the morning, and be like, "Hey, baby, I'm just up." Instead, I was like, "I'm gonna watch the Browns. They got Brian Dabble at offensive coordinator, Rob Ryan at defensive coordinator. I'm just gonna watch the shortcut over and over again." Um, why was it? Why was it the Browns, though? I don't know, Dave. I just, you know, I, you, you I, have thirty other NFL teams. I, you could have picked it. You could have picked an NFC South team. You know what it was? It was because on right before, um, right before my dad died, they they won. They 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 beat the Browns. They beat the Bills six to three, and. I watched that game for comedy and then my dad died like the next week and I just was like I'm just going to start watching brown games and it just it snowballed and it went to a dark place man you you were in a dark place when you were watching Browns Bengals like twice and you're like they only scored seven points. And and the thing about the 30-minute games, Kevin, is when you watch them, since they don't have commercials and they don't have replays, all the crappiness of a team, just it's just like right in your face. And um, yeah, it 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 was it was dark. I mean, it's it was funny now. It's funny now. But like then it was like, why am I doing this? But then again, it was like, well, anything else seems horrible. But. I mean, yeah. Cleveland, I mean, I mean, Ke- like Kevin, do us, do, do I was yourself just and us a favor. Don't turn to Browns football. <laughs> no, 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 no. Rest assured, there will be none of that. Um, I, I was barely taking notes watching, you know, present day Saints games. So, you know, that that will not happen. Um, it was it, I, and. Oh man, I'm trying to figure out how to transition to this, but uh, it was weird because like I was at work today and uh, one of the TVs in the office, or, or like the TV in the office, was on was on Fox, and Fox was re-air, you know, has been re-airing Super Bowls every Sunday, and they were and they aired Super Bowl Forty Two. And it was, you know, it was a hell of a coincidence because Super Bowl 42 was the last Super Bowl that I that I watched while I was living in New Orleans. And it was the last Super Bowl that I got to watch with my dad. Hmm. It was was just weird. Like, I, I, I I don't know, like I kept pop, you know, I kept just looking at the, the screen going. Wait, was this? This was like I started doing the math in my head. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this was before I 
right before I moved. Like, I think I moved like a week or two weeks after the game. And I remembered, I remembered that, I remembered that one because uh, that was when the, uh, that was when the commercial for the first Iron Man movie came out. And like, I remember being kind of excited about it. And my dad just like looking at it and going, what is this crap? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, yo, it's a superhero. And he's like, ah. you know, like he just, he just made that kind of noise. Like, ah, and I was like, yeah, dad, I'm sorry. It's, it doesn't take place in a courtroom. It doesn't have Jack Nicholson in it. It's not written by, uh, <laughs> I can't remember his name now. The fucking guy who did a, who wrote a few good men. It's or Aaron Sorkin. It wasn't written by Aaron Sorkin. It's not one of those movies. It's not one of those iconic movies that Dave has never seen. Right, right, right. It doesn't. Ha- it's not going to feature. It's not going to feature an ensemble cast of like tremendous, like low-level A actors or B actors or whatever. It's just. It's a movie about a guy in a suit that shoots shit, Dad. That's your, what it is. And your just, dad sounds like yeah, a guy. Your dad sounds like a guy like my dad. Did your dad like the sh- the TV show Jag? <laughs> Jack. My dad. He, lo- he loved. He really liked Jack. Blue. Oh, that sounds about right. My dad. My dad. Like he just just give him give him cop shows. Give him uh you know, give him cop shows. Give him some doctor shows that are more about the where the drama is more about the medicine and not the uh <laughs> the people not the not the interpersonal relationships of people like he he had he had very little time for that <laughs> my dad threatened to write a letter to CBS when they canceled jag oh jeez <laughs> i was like what you, oh, no, my, my, no, my dad was never my dad was never a write in <laughs> It, you know, he he was always just blow out the blow the gasket, blow out the lines in the living room, in the dining room, in the kitchen, wherever, but never actually do anything about it. You know, complain, complain about something, but don't do anything, and then ultimately, sort of just come and say, ah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> See, we were worried about my dad because he was like that too. But then when he when he threatened to threatened to write a letter. We thought, we're like, oh my god, this is, ser- this is serious. Like, he's gonna write a write a redder about Jag. Of all the shows, of all the shows to write in about <laughs> Jag. Jag. See, that's why that that era they really needed Reddit and Twitter. You know? No, 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 no. Like, I'm t- man. I w- I would be mortified if my dad. Actually- <laughs> okay, so so one thing. My dad hated social media in general because he was always convinced, like, like that's how they get you. Not like, I, I, who, who is they and what are they getting? <laughs> They're getting you is what it is. They are they and they are coming to get you. Like, I shared a photo a lot, like, years ago when I went on it, when I took a trip back home of... Uh, my brothers and my brother-in-law and me with him and I put it on Facebook and I was on the phone talking to my mom and I could hear him yelling in the background like, is that Kevin? 
and, and she'd be like, "Yeah, you gotta tell him to take that picture off the off the off the thing. You gotta take that picture off the computer." And she just relayed that to me. It's like, "Yeah, he doesn't like his photo being out there." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay." Because they are gonna get you. Right. Right. Now he, wait, I I have a question because it's funny that you brought that up earlier about writing in. I was watching a show, a documentary, just the other day on Amazon Prime. I don't remember what it was called, but it was about the only known living female twin autistic twins. Uh, and they're basically basically like Rain Man. You know, they are, are yeah, socially, yeah. socially weird, but they could tell you exactly what they ate on any given day, that you, date of the week that you mentioned or anything. And they just have a totally photographic memory. But they were huge Dick Clark fans. And when $100,000 Pyramid just suddenly got taken off the air, you know, that rocked their world because, like, that was their thing and they're autistic. And, like, when you change something in the daily yeah. routine of an autistic person. So they kept writing into the to the, the network or whatever. But that's my question is, is who, who, who are you writing to? Where do you, what, where do you get the address? Who's reading these letters? What, what is this? What is this writing into networks? Oh, no, trust me. There is a, there is a, there is always an address to write into. There, there is, is always, like, and, and believe me, there, there is a physical address. Pre-social media, yeah. man, Dave. That's how you, that's how you voiced your displeasure with television, man. They had the big, the, the biggest thing in the 80s was, like, some woman got mad at Married with Children and, like, got a letter writing campaign going to try to get it off the air. It's not just, like, Twitter nowadays where you just fire off a tweet and it can go viral, man. You had to sit and write a letter and get organized and all kinds of shit, man. Yeah, I guess you sent it to, like, the vice president of Fox or something, right? Uh, I don't know, but there's always a physical address where you can send this stuff. And somebody will... Somebody will open that your your goofball letters and look at them. Whether or not it do, it goes anywhere is is whatever. But somebody will look at it. All right. Well, these kinds of people find Ralph apparently. Well, I know you don't get mail, <laughs> Ralph, but you do get emails. I do get email. I do get emails from. Well, not not now so much because I'm not writing columns. Uh, but it'll cr it'll crank back up when I write my draft column for WWL and when the season starts. But speaking of mailing it in. Drew Brees has decided that he's signing with NBC, Andrew, and post-football career. And I don't know about you, but if he's decided what he's doing post-football, that means he is 100% fucking done after 2020. Yeah, this is it. And Sean Payton said it was it, and then he backtracked and said, I don't know what I'm talking about, but this is it. So I do think uh, – It's the Brees yeah. farewell tour. It's the Breeze Farewell Tour. and Start printing um, the shirts. It, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we had a podcast where we talked about this and kind of asked what, if he was going to be any good. And we even had Zach Streif on and got his opinion on it. But uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I do think what Drew will be awesome at is he will nail the pre-snap analysis that Tony Romo does. Just saying, like, all right, this just happened. And, you know, he, he's going to predict he's going to basically tell you what's going to happen before it happens so he will be able to do that like romo now will he be able to deliver it with the same 
style and you know and humor and all that stuff remains to be seen will he be as beloved i don't know um but yeah i i feel like that's another sign that this is it Kevin. now wait is he going to is he going to start immediately on sunday night football no, no. i saw that he was going to be doing the <laughs> notre dame game so he's doing the notre dame games and he's <coughs> going to do he's going to be doing the pregame for sunday night but eventually they're hoping that he's they can groom him to be right. so kevin if he can push chris collinsworth out of our lives would that be the greatest gift he could give I like to Collinsworth. us. I wish Collinsworth would go Super somewhere else. And, and Sweet, Collinsworth gets a lot of heat, but man, I mean, there's there's much worse. No, I, I would rather Collinsworth leave and go replace Aikman, and then we've got Breeze, Collinsworth, and Romo. That's um, that's the ideal situation. Kevin, I feel like I'm on yeah. an island here. P. I hate Collinsworth. God, what is I I don't I don't know if I would say I hate Collinsworth, but he I he's definitely. Uh, I, I dislike him. Like I don't, uh, I mean, Joe I, Buck, Rondé Barber before Luke, Romo, Booger, Booger McFarland. Oh, no, you can get rid of, you can get rid of Rondé Barber and, uh, and Chris, uh, ah, what the hell's his name? Uh, the guy that used to be here uh, at, uh, channel Chris Myers. Yeah. He's yeah. Chris pretty, used to be at WWL. At, he's pretty bad at play by play. But I yeah, mean, him and Rondé Barber, they can go. Like, and here's the thing: I don't think, I don't think Joe Buck is, uh, you know, I don't think Joe Buck is that bad. I think him and Troy Aikman needs to be shaken up. In, insufferable. I I think <laughs> I don't I, see. I don't. Yeah, I I don't hate. I don't hate Buck like everybody else hates Buck. I think if you took, I think if you moved Aikman elsewhere and put a different person with Buck, you'd you'd probably have a better overall broadcast. Buck needs a funner person with him. Yeah. Like I yeah. think Troy Aikman yeah. is too boring and never says anything interesting. Joe Buck needs. Joe Buck almost needs like. Um, he like a big personality. If, if, yeah. if stopped Aikman and Romo. You'd pro- you might be better off. The, the one thing I will say about Collinsworth, did any of you watch the replay they did from 2012 where Drew Brees broke the touchdown record? It was on, like I think, either last Friday or the Friday before. And Collinsworth yeah. was like so surprised that the Saints' defense was awful. He's like, I don't know what they're doing. It's like they didn't even practice. That's a simple play, and no one's there to cover it. I'm like, Chris, this is the worst fucking defense of all time. And they're zero and four. Like, why are you surprised that he's they're just so trying to be nice terrible? Now. He's just trying to be nice. <laughs> I guess so. I, I mean, it's really nice. Like that train wreck. Um, so can we can we all agree that Booger is the worst? And I say that as a total <laughs> Homer LSU fan. Yes. I mean, I had somebody on Twitter say the only person that was worse was than Booger was Dennis Miller on Monday night, and I fought them for like thirty minutes. I love Dennis Miller on Monday night football. Yeah, yeah, Dennis. Yeah, I, Dennis Miller never. Dennis, like, here's the thing. I used to really like Dennis Miller as Dennis a, Miller bombed. Man, he bombed, in my opinion. Here, here's here's the thing. I would say, and 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 I I loved this guy too. I would say Tony Kornheiser bombed more than Dennis Miller. Because because Kornheiser would interject himself a lot more into the broadcast. Dennis Miller 
would sort of just sit back in the tall grass and then come out with some weird, you know, reference, reference to, yeah. you know, the, the Byzantine Empire over a seven <laughs> yard, uh, you know, slant pattern or whatever. And then, you know, in the last five minutes of the game, when they've all got their their suit jackets off and they're just shooting the shit, he starts throwing in a lot more weird esoteric nonsense. And it's like, OK, I get it. That's not that is not everybody's cup of tea. But he he knew to just sit back and wait. Kornheiser was. Oh, Fredo off. made a good point. Jason Witten. Terrible. Jason Witten was so bad he went back to football. Yeah. <laughs> he was so like I don't know who decided like like Tony Romo. I kind of understood. I was like, oh, that's interesting. They're they're you know he's gonna go to see like I don't remember anybody when Jason Witten was playing that's like he's gonna be a great announcer like Jason Witten. I, I just I, I didn't remember that at all. Um. So, uh, speaking of things that made us laugh, Dave. Brandon Cooks got traded again. <laughs> uh, the weird thing with him is he keeps getting traded and he keeps delivering value. Like the Saints traded him for a first and a fourth. New England traded him to the Rams for a first. The Rams traded him to the Texans for a second. So like he keeps getting value from so teams out obviously find value in him. Him getting traded so much is just LOLs. Well, I mean, like when he with the Rams, they like. I mean, part of it was like his contract, right? They give him a terrible contract extent from the team's standpoint. They give him a terrible contract extension. I mean, they just had to dump him, right? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. One, two, three, 
four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Well, the Saints traded him in year four, you know, before the option pickup. And they got a first for him on his rookie deal. And then the Patriots traded him after picking up his fifth-year option. So the Rams had to pay him. Yeah. They gave up. They gave up a first, and then gave him an enormous contract. Yeah, yeah. He, and he got traded. I, I'm shocked with that contract and that concussion history. I actually am surprised the Rams got a second for them. For well, him. it's the Texans on the other end of the deal, so uh, <laughs> that should explain everything. I mean, I mean, really, it's ridiculous. Now, when you look at this, uh, I mean, the Texans traded away their great receiver. Uh, for a second-round pick. Then they used that second-round pick to get Brandon Cooks, who is, in my opinion, a downgrade over who they had. They should have just yes. stayed with what, they, with what they had. Dave, that's not your opinion. That's, that's fact. fact. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, the, the Rams have $35 million of dead money. I thought Loomis, after getting rid of Junior and the Saints had like $22 million in dead money, that that was insanity. Thirty-five million of dead money. That is, I can't even wrap my head around that. Almost. They're the Rams are one injury away from putting Ralph at cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's possible, but here's the thing: with Brandon Cooks is people say, ah, oh, he's kind of difficult in the locker room, but. I mean, I'm just I'm surprised he's been traded so much because he was good in New England. He was good with the Rams the first year. Um, <laughs> Is that true though that he's difficult in the locker room? I mean, in, I, I know in so. New Orleans he pissed off Peyton because he was pouty, you know, and there was the whole clo- you know closed mouths don't get fed thing. So they they shipped him out. But as far as I know, in New England, the Patriots were happy with him. They just got a first round pick for him and. I don't know that the Rams are displeased with him. Um, I mean, he, he seems like a decent guy, I think, and it seems like his teammates like him, and he's certainly a very hard worker. Um, so he he's kind of an enigma. He's, he's a little bit of a mystery to me, but, yeah, I mean, and like you said, he keeps getting value. So I think there's teams out there that believe that he's a good player that can help them, and they're willing to give up a lot to get him, but – there's a common denominator here that he keeps getting shipped out. Cooks it's, it's three passed, teams have given up on him now. Pat Cooks gets passed around more than a Bourbon Street hooker. That was Jason in the chat room. <laughs> they said DeAndre Hopkins for Brandon Cooks is the kind of move Bill Q. Herrick would would have loved. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing better on Twitter this week, Kevin, than seeing the Brandon Cooks trade and making all those jokes was Sean Payton dropping a 28 to 3 joke and tagging the Falcons. I never knew I needed Twitter Sean Payton this much in my life. I can't live without him. He can't go back to being normal Sean Payton once the quarantine ends. Are you enjoying Twitter Sean Payton as much as I am? Yeah, I, I it's it's been it's been wonderful. Like <laughs> him and it's not even that it's not it's not just that he made a 28 to three joke. It's that he was, it's that he was extra slick about it. 
you know? Yeah, it was. It was really good. Like so, that's so slick that I didn't even get it. I mean, when I first saw the tweet, I didn't even yeah see that. I had to. I saw the article. It says, and I went back and read the article, and I was like, I already read that tweet. And I was like, where's the twenty-eight to three joke? And then I was like, oh, I see it now. I feel like we've been snarky fans on Twitter for a decade, and and Sean Payton is better than us at, at that. Yeah. Well, that's because he's been reading us for the last ten years. <laughs> So you're saying that we inspired him is what you're saying. Yes, yes. You're welcome, Sean. But but, but shame on me for not seeing it in the first place because, you know, he had to like – he had to he had to sneak Ocean's Eight in there, and I was like, that's that's a weird movie that to like really recommend. Like that's really what you're watching, (laughs) Ocean's Eight. But obviously like how many movies – how are you going to get an eight in there by recommending a show or a movie? Your choices are limited, so – Kudos to him. I would say he probably he probably took like a good thirty minutes to come up with that. Probably. Probably. I wonder if he he did it on his own. The thing is though, Kevin, I feel like we need we need to get him quarant- the quarantine. If it goes really long, like maybe he could get his magician brother involved. Like I need him to start getting really weird. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> He needs to tweet during the draft. <laughs> this Kevin, does he have a? Do you? Do, are you? I, I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent convinced now. Sean Payton has a burner account, and I want to look. Oh, absolutely! I, I guarantee you, he got one of his kids to set him up with a burner account. We need to hunt and, that burner. And, and he knows, like. He's he's definitely got a burner account, and he's and he's had he's probably had the burner account for a while now, and I'm sure the burner account looks absolutely normal. And and and, and I I just hope he's smart enough to switch back and forth on it, and not and not make some <laughs> some obvious faux pas that leads to him tweeting something positive from the Sean Payton account. About Sean Payton. I think his burner account is that. Who was that guy that was the Ken Crawley lover? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Billy Bando. Yeah, Billy Bando. That's that's Payton's burner account. <laughs> no, one of my, my favorite Payton tweet during this quarantine was the one where uh, his daughter, Megan Payton, tweeted. And she was like, happy birthday, Will. And then and Sean quote tweeted. And he was like, happy birthday, Will. And Megan, who's who's Will? <laughs> <laughs> So I think Sean Payton's burner account, Kevin, is probably like Nola No Call, and it's got like Roger Goodell with like devil horns drawn on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Do we do we know that F. Goodell is not Sean Payton? <laughs> I believe it. Um, so we're 11 days out from the draft. So as we get closer, uh, we do fun – mock drafts in the simulator me and andrew you should sign up for the daily podcast ten dollars uh you get your saints podcast every day plus cool swag and ten dollar you get the crew to crew to some cup we're trying to get those shipped out before they close the post office permanently apparently that's on the horizon so me me and uh me and uh, my wife desperately trying to get those crude tasem cups out to everybody before the pay- post office apparently gets closed forever or they sell it to Amazon for a dollar. Uh, so we do fun mock drafts. So today 
We're, we're doing a mock draft. We are going to do a draft simulation of names that I cannot pronounce. So uh, this is the key. So the Saints are on the clock, gentlemen. Uh, so names that I cannot pronounce. Here's one. I think this guy would be the number one pick. Andrew, you actually watch draft film, so maybe you know who he is. I've never heard of him. He's a tight end from Missouri. His name is Albert. Is his first name? I'm gonna spell his last name for you. It's O. Oh yeah, this. No, no, no. I know who you're talking about. This is a great name, Ralph. This. His name is O K W U E G B U N A M. He's a tight end from Missouri. Uh. And I think if we were going to... Okweg Bunham? Albert Okweg Bunham? (laughs) Okweg Wohan Bunham? Yeah. (laughs) That's the pick right there. All right, so he's the number one pick. Uh, He's the tight end. Um, But I feel like like who, man? He would have to get some sort of abbreviated name. (laughs) Maybe just be Prince Albert. As they run the dra- <laughs> Prince Albert. So as we they run the draft simulation for the next round because the Saints don't have a pick, so we'll just let them run. We'll just let it run through there. Um, the one thing interesting, Dave, about the draft is they said that the Saints and there's like six or seven teams that are doing really intense work on trying to investigate Jordan Love, the quarterback for Utah State. Um, and it's harder because of all the coronavirus. Um, but does that give you thinking, Dave, that maybe the Saints would be likely to pull the trigger if he's there at 24? Are they falling in love with Love? Um, no, I think they're just uh, you know, doing their due diligence. Uh, they were one of seven teams reported to uh, be looking at him. But, you know, I, yeah, I guess it's not out of the question. I mean, I do believe them when they say that they think Taysom is, is the next guy up. But uh, even with that being the case, obviously, they're going to need to bring somebody else in uh, behind Taysom. So I, I guess it's, I guess it is possible. Yeah. All right. So, Kevin, I can pronounce this name, but I cannot believe it. Just it's a corner from Georgia Southern. His name is Kendall Vildor. Somebody named their kid Kendall after the Amazon book reading tool. What have we come to in America? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, Kendall or Kindle? Kindle. K-I-N-D-L-E. Kindle. Huh. Kindle Vildor. All right. What else? What else we got? Don't lock us into one pick now. You got to give us a couple choices. Uh, let me see. How about uh, uh, the the edge rusher from Penn State, Yeter Grossmatos? I have. Is that a real person? Yeah, Yeter um, Gross Dash Matos. I got an edge rusher from Illinois, O L U W O L E, B E T I K U, Olamowo Betaku. There you go. That's that's the guy I want. <laughs> he's got he's got great bend. I, I, I'm partial to him. How about uh, the cornerback from 
Auburn, Noah Igbenagne. Igbenagne? Kevin, what kind of name do we – what is a great pick for, uh, for me to mispronounce? Do we, want it, do we want it to be a name that I just mispronounce a couple of times? Do we want it to be a name that I merge with another name? Like what makes a great <laughs> draft pick that I would fuck up as their name? Well, dude, you were screwing up Stall. I mean, you screwed up Stallworth a couple of times. So, <laughs> <I did>. <laughs> see, <laughs> that's the ones I prefer. Honestly, is the ones that aren't hard. Right. I like it. I I like it when we when we get Akeem Hicks and then <laughs> Hakeem Nix and it just forget it, Ralph. That's that's the ultimate to me. That's my favorite. When you get two that sound alike and that could be interchangeable. Yeah, maybe try to draft a guy that has a name that resembles a, another Saints yeah, player very I've been, closely. I, I've been looking. I've been looking. <laughs> We're going around four. Uh, Kevin, uh, there's absolutely no way in hell the Saints would do us a solid and, and actually do what me and you have been begging them to do for years and trade down during the Zoom draft of 2020. There's That's off the table, right? Listen, I'm still going to hold out hope uh, for for some uh, what I'm actually what I'm really holding out hope for is that somebody hacks into the Saints Zoom account and actually does the trade down for them. So that way, Coach Payton can't do a trade up. You could hack into Zoom and, and, and as Sean Orleans and uh, and then do like a, a wrestling Snapchat thing. Where you turn into like Ricky Steamboat, or 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 uh, the Dream Dusty Rhodes, and trade da- trade down with the Titans for some, for like their their first and second round pick or something. I would I would go for that. We're gonna need a first and second round pick there, baby. <laughs> the one thing I didn't know on Zoom is it tip kids. You're in a meeting. You're quote unquote private conversations that you may chat in the zoom meeting with people that goes in the zoom report that everybody will see so careful what you're doing you think you're chatting privately in the zoom with someone and you're not just a heads up uh donald donovan people jones i feel like that sounds pretty normal but i could butcher that three ways from sunday and mitch or like Joshua Kelly, I could call him Rob Kelly. Like Ooh, yeah, I like that. You know. Or like Keith Keith Ismael, I could call him uh Rocket Ismael or or <laughs> who was the bro- didn't they they didn't have Rocket Ismael. Quadri. Quadri. They had Quadri, yeah. See, um Eno Benjamin could be could be fun. Um Ooh, Aaron Sp- Sipos, he's a punter from Auburn. A R R Y N S I P O S S. That could be fun. Or Calvin Throckmorton. See that? Oh, I get... saw that name. I like that name. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, my coworker is his cousin. Oh, is, is, no is joke. Your, is your coworker a Throckmorton as well? No, his last name is Jaspin, um, but they are they're first cousins. Kevin, how many how many weeks before I would call him Cock Martin? Week one <laughs> of training camp. I like that. We're going. We're going. Uh, we're going. 
we're going Cock Morton in round five. <laughs> so, Cock Morton. Calvin, he's a guard, so Andrew, he feels a need. Right. Yeah, I think he played tackle at Oregon, uh, but yeah, he, he's bounced. <laughs> he's played every position. Uh, it's really, really funny that you guys are drafting him on this podcast because I have heard my coworker talk about. I've I've worked with this guy. I've been at the same company for 17 years, and he he's been there the whole time too. And I've been hearing about him, Calvin Throckmorton, for like the last 10 years. This dates back to like when he was a freshman in high school because you tell you do my cousin's so good he's getting like all these offers and i'm like yeah okay whatever whatever and and like I, I, last year he was i think second or third team all american and he got injured but before the injury some mock drafts were putting him in like the first and second round so my coworker was off the charts obnoxious about this guy he's currently ranked 138 on cbs sports at one point, he was like top sixty, and my coworker was going nuts. Um, anyway, Rock Morton. I, it would be nice to get him drafted because then I could pump my coworker for information on the Saints. <laughs> so before we get out of here, uh, it is Easter, and I wanted the ridiculous topic question because I see people fighting about this on Twitter. The best worst Easter candy. Uh, Kevin, best worst Easter candy. Best worst? What does that? What does that mean? Like your best? That, that means pick out what you think is the best and say what you think is the worst. Oh. So, so for instance, my worst candy would be Heavenly Hash. Worse okay, than I peeps? can get on board with that. Worse than Peeps. You hate Peeps? Peeps are disgusting. They're the peeps fucking like... best. They're marshmallows with sugar on top. You know, peeps are peeps are just you, Ralph. peeps are whatever. Like I would say, my my favorite Easter candy, and I mean this is probably, yeah, I mean this is about the only time of the year that I can really get them in bulk. Is the uh, those full sized Cadbury eggs? The regular ones or the caramel ones? The regular ones. Oh, see, I like the caramel ones. Well, but that's fine. It's a cat. It's a Cadbury egg. I picture Ralph stuffing three of those in his mouth and taking a shot of bourbon. You're probably right. I I could try. Throck out, throck out with your cock out. <laughs> we could make that a shirt for. $50 I'm already a thinking. Month. That's what I'm. I'm coming up with t-shirts right now. Uh, anyway, uh, you know there are a lot of people that are fan of Peeps, like myself, who believe that. They actually taste like better if you open the package, you let them sit for a few days. And people have done like studies on this. And I think there's like an optimal time, like two days or three days after you open it is like. Stop it. No one has done this. No one has done a study on this. What are you talking about? You could open a peep and eat it five years later. Listen to Dave. He's like, oh, yeah, there was some Stanford guy that uh, had this journal and it's. I don't know. His, uh, I don't think it was Stanford Medical or... Journal about peeps sitting out for more than seventy-four hours. You could put a peep out for five years, and it would taste the same as if you opened it fresh today. Because it's yeah, got terrible. so many chem, because it's got so many chemicals in it. I, I hate peeps. My second favorite is the 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 the. Here we go. This is from eggs. the Washington Post. Oh my God! Like fine wine and good steak. 
aging peeps is an art. But how long? But how stale is just right? You are just you are just f- making this shit up. I, I am not. I'm gonna send you the link. Gonna... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, totally. So they did. You know, they uh, they did an experiment. This is the Washington Post. Uh, they did an experiment. Uh, anyway. So you're saying peep is like uh, South Korea. It's like uh, cabbage. They call it kimchi. They bury it in the ground, and they let it ferment for like five years, and then yeah. eat it. Are you saying that's like except, a peep? Yes, except a lot shorter. So the result of this one was they thought one day of aging is the sweet spot. So oh. you you actually do this, Dave. You actually take peeps out of the package and then no, you, you just, just let open. it sit there on your counter for days. No, like two days. I like them. <laughs> you know, I'd say two two to three days. You are uh, sick, man. You don't take. Them you out. need help. It's not butter. <laughs> um, you know, you don't even take it out of the packaging. You just remove. You you let you just expose it to air. You just remove the cellophane, or you just open the cellophane. I mean, can we just talk They're about so your garden variety so Reese's peanut butter cups or something? Kevin, I'm 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 not even horrified that Dave lets his peeps marinate on a counter. I am horrified. Like this may be the craziest topic that we've ever had on this podcast, and we've discussed a lot of insane things. Dave, here's another us article the, on the tilt. optimal way to eat a peep. Yeah, there's another article on Tilt about which is better, fresh <laughs> fresh peeps or stale peeps. Oh, Jesus. How many peeps can you eat in one sitting, Dave? Uh, how many can I eat? I could probably eat. Okay, you know how they come in like the box, you know, where there's like, what, five in a row in a box? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could probably eat like two of those maybe, but I wouldn't. Two boxes? Yeah. How many boxes is, if they had been opened and sitting out for a couple days? It'd probably be easier because they'd be more delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, how many Cadbury eggs can you eat in one sitting? Oh. Could I? Uh, see, I don't even want to I don't even want to think about could because if I've had I've eaten three of those like back to back to back. Ugh. And and let me tell you, I feel like if I would have even had just one more, I probably would have like, I, I probably would have been having visions like the end of two thousand and one, a space odyssey. Like there's that much <laughs> concentrated sugar in that goo inside the Cadbury egg on top of the chocolate goo. Like, like, like I let me tell you, I I, I went about. There was a time I went about uh, like close to a week without having anything super sweet, like no soda, no nothing. And I and I bit into a Cadbury egg. I ate one of them. It was like and heroin. I could feel my eyes dilating. <laughs> <laughs> Cadbury Cadbury egg is also on my list. That's uh, Cadbury cream egg, Cadbury caramel egg. Those are how, how many days do you let that sit, Dave? No, that you get, that you eat fresh. That you definitely need to eat fresh. I can't. Who? I oh can't yeah, you can't let the goo go bad. No, because the the Cadbury goo, if you leave that out, because my kid will eat the egg and like eat half of it and put it down somewhere. That Cadbury <laughs> goo, it turns into like a a, a chemical war. 
uh, weapon if you if you leave it out for like more than two hours. Like it'll it'll eat through paint. It's like that slime that turn turns the turtles into ninja turtles. Yeah, it is. It's that's exactly what it is because you know, Easter like time green was... slime that's just oozing in the sewers. <laughs> There's another article from the Huffington Post about stale peeps and yeah. why people and the people that love them. When I think about how to eat a peep, the Huffington Post is where I go first. So the Washington Post, the Huntington Post, are, are all these written by Dave Cariello? Is he the author for each of these? <laughs> no. well, I can't say that. No, this is Hannah Selinger, guest writer for Huffington Post. No, 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 no. It, one of them was written by Dave. The other one was written by somebody else named named Maeve Mariello. <laughs> <laughs> How much did they pay? Did they pay it's, you by the word? He's an Italian Dave? writer. Yes, they paid by the word. Did did we finish uh, the mock draft? We did. We could get okay. We only, I only so did. We can, only did. can can we can we resign uh, Oboom Guachim while we're at it? <laughs> he was in the XFL. Rip the XFL. I'm glad I got my Roughnecks merch because that that Roughnecks logo was sweet. So. Uh, so yeah. So. Just to remind everybody that the draft is coming up. We're going to do – we'll do something for the draft. We'll, we'll live stream when the Saints pick comes up, uh, and I'll try to to not be outside like I was last year when the Saints traded up and I came in and Andrew's like, where the fuck you been? I'm like, what? He's like, they, they traded up. I'm like, what? Are you joking? He's like, no, where have you been? It's happened. It's done. I'm like, God damn it. So you I'll should have to, known they were going to do that. Uh, yeah, I, no kidding. Like, how is that a surprise? Ryan, responsible on your part, man. Come it on. Is, you, it, you don't it, go it anywhere during the first round of the draft. Well, you it's correct. It was it was a failing on my part, but people that – If I mean, the Saints are 20 picks away, you're in the danger zone. Right. <laughs> fair. It's fair enough. Fair enough there. Um, but, guys, thanks for joining us. Oh, but that's what I wanted to talk about. Andrew, because he's quarantined and losing his mind, he graded XFL game footage because the Saints signed an XFL player. Andrew went and graded all five of his XFL games. And if you're a $10 patron, you can read it. Andrew, before we get out of here, tell the people what you did. Yeah, so uh, Monadula, you know, he said, hey, you promised uh, – you promised that you were going to watch every game of free agents and, and give us a write up on it and then do a podcast on it. Whereas the Deatric Nichols stuff, Deatric Nichols is the, um, cornerback that the saints signed from the Houston Roughnecks who played in the XFL and led the league in interceptions. And, uh, I was like, well, man, I, I watched this on game pass on NFL game pass. So I, I can't watch his, his uh his his games and i wouldn't even know where to find xfl games but a quick search revealed that obviously the xfl could care less about copyright laws because all their games are on youtube every single one from start to finish uh and and there were five games so i went ahead and watched all five and graded them out and so if you're a patron uh you can actually access that content now uh, if you're a ten dollar patron um uh, that is on our podcast website and Ralph will, and I will also be doing a podcast uh, reviewing what what I saw. Kevin, what's more of a cry for help? Watching XFL games 
on Easter weekend or watching 2009 Cleveland Browns games? Man, this ain't even a fair question, man. It's the Browns footage. <laughs> Browns footage, man. Except, look, everybody, you know, you bag NFL all you want, but it was, it's current. It's current. It was current football footage, and these people are being signed by teams. It is. I miss that. The XFL, man, I'm sad because it, I know it was it made maybe it was more fun because Houston was good, but it was like twenty dollars to get in. The stadium was easy to get to. My kid loved it. The games went fast. Like it was great fun, and I'm I'm sad that it's gone because we went to a couple games and you know, uh, so I am sad that the XFL another victim of the great quarantining 2020. So. Thanks, everybody in the chat room for joining us. Uh, thanks to Dave, Andrew, Kevin for joining us. Guys, it's been fun. Until next week, the bar is closed.